It's Susanna. Let me introduce myself. I live in New York City. I was born in Macedon, Greece. I was raised in New York uh, and I studied at the Fashion Institute of Technology. After spending many years there, I entered the glamorous world of fashion. Uh, I worked for Versace and Bergdorf's for many years where I got the chance to learn the best of the best from the best and uh, meet the most glamorous, the most amazing, iconic, inspiring people of the world. I derailed a little bit by creating my own collection, Susanna Galani's Jewelry, Age of Gods, and I had so much fun doing that. Um, I still do, by the way, but um, I'm getting back into my origins, my original state of mind, uh, uh, fashion-inspired, style-inspired. Uh, I believe uh, regarding to fashion, clothing and in general accessories as well and fashion has the power to transform your life you can be whoever you want with the power of style and clothing and here i'm quoting coco chanel by saying uh, uh, what she said uh, quote i did not like my life and i created my life end of quote so here i'm going to be sharing with you all the layers, all my experiences, all the lessons that I learned while living in this most gorgeous, glamorous city, New York. And um, some of my lessons include spirituality, the power of spirituality, the purpose of spirituality. Uh, I call them tools, actually, for an ideal lifestyle. So it's spirituality, art. I'm also an artist. Music, cinema culture, interiors, nutrition, everything. These are the layers that we all need uh, to have the most amazing ideal life. So stay tuned, stay with me and um, we will have some fun and great inspirations. So just remember, I love you and um, this is sponsored by Susanna Galani's Jewelry, Age of Gods. You can reach me at SusannaGalanis.com. Reminder, please listen until the end of the episode because usually I include a surprise or a bonus. Cheers, my darlings. It's Susanna. I'm back. It's Tuesday, April 6th in New York City. I'm celebrating this day. I'm in such fantastic, great, fabulous, amazing, high, high mood. Today is my late father's birthday. And I'm celebrating this day, April 6th, because if it was not for him, I wouldn't be here sharing these stories with you <laughs> and um, I'm celebrating his life I'm starting today to create uh, the last episode of the trilogy about the famous style icon 
Jacqueline Bouvier Kennedy Onassis. What a glamorous woman. This is when she became uh, Jackie O. When uh, she met Aristotle Onassis, the Greek tycoon, after JFK's unfortunate tragedy. And then she moved on. She met the legendary, another legend. She was into legendary men, this woman. <laughs> she was a legend herself from day one. After she met uh, the legendary Aristotle Onassis, another chapter began. The Onassis years, the glamour, the travel, the jet setting, the yachts, the couture, the shopping, the sunglasses, <laughs> the glamour. Did I say glamour again? Glamour, glamour all the way. This is when she became more of an icon. As if uh, being Mrs. Kennedy was not enough, uh, she became Mrs. Onassis, Jackie O, and uh, she took it to another level. Amazing woman. I'm going to tell you all about those days. I'm even going to speak to you in Greek. I'm very excited. It's coming up. All the drama, the passion, the Greek passion here. I'm back and this is an excerpt from uh, the Washington Post. Some uh, facts uh, around the time. Uh, Jacqueline Kennedy married Aristotle Onassis. The title of uh, the article is uh, labeled, quote, How could you? End of quote. The day Jackie Kennedy became Jackie Onassis. She was the world's most beloved widow. And then that widow was gone. That was about uh, a little bit over 50 years ago. The world mourned the end of Jacqueline Bouvier Kennedy. The reaction was anger, shock, and dismay, declared the New York Times. The gods are weeping, read the quote in the Washington Post. A German newspaper announced, America has lost a saint. But Mrs. Kennedy hadn't died. She had only become Mrs. Onassis, Jackie O. On October 20th, 1968, uh, the former First Lady stunned her adoring public by remarrying. 
Five years after the assassination of, pres of President John F. Kennedy, she donned a wedding dress, entered a candlelit chapel and pronounced, I do, to Aristotle Onassis, a wealthy Greek shipping tycoon. From that moment on, she would forever be Jackie O. The series of events that led to her uh, to the altar began long before a shot was fired in Dallas. While the Kennedys were in the White House, Onassis was already one of the richest and the most successful businessmen in the world. He owned uh, an airline, he amassed a shipping empire, and was a prominent player in the oil, gold, and real estate industries. He was also known for his philandering, including an affair with a famous opera singer, Maria Callas, and a rumor affair with uh, Jackie's younger sister, Lee Roswell. It was actually Lee who first invited Jackie, uh, who was one of the youngest uh, first ladies in the United States history, to take a trip with her on Onassis's yacht in 1963. Jackie at that time was um, depressed in the, in the midst of a major depression that was caused by the death of her third child, Patrick, who was born prematurely. The president reportedly didn't like the idea of the trip, fearing that it will uh, appear improper, but he relented despite the grumblings of the Congress in hopes that uh, that sometime in the Aegean Sea uh, would uh, bring uh, Jackie back to herself. Though she seemed to recover, tragedy was just ahead, the assassination. The chaos, the pink Chanel suit covered with her husband's blood that Jackie wore, that Jackie wore at uh, just 34 years old, refusing to take off the suit, saying, I want them to see what they have done to Jack. She became a national lore, a testament to her indomitable strength. The country had idolized her and now the country needed her to hold all the people together, wrote uh, one of her many biographers. Her sense of history, her dignity, and her refusal to think only for herself, it was she who brought order to the chaos. But as Jackie transitioned from wife-in-chief to widow in mourning, as she moved uh, from the White House uh, to the Upper East Side in Manhattan, New York City, there was tension between uh, who she had been and who she was allowed to become. Her legion of admirers kept her like a butterfly in amber and never wanted her to do anything that would change their adoration of a brave a bereaved woman who was dedicated to her children. By some accounts, Onassis was a vulture waiting to sweep it, uh, one of the journalists uh, wrote. He describes a long-running love pentagon 
and power struggle among uh, Onassis, Jackie and her sister Lee, the president and his, Robert, his um, brother Robert F. Kennedy. Lee reportedly had an affair with Onassis. Onassis had a business-related grudge against the Kennedys, especially Robert Kennedy. And both the Kennedy brothers, they shared a disdain for Onassis. After the president's death, Robert and Jackie had become increasingly close, some believe suspiciously so. And then in 1968, Robert too was assassinated. Within four months, rumors about Jackie's relationship with Onassis were confirmed. Not a single friend thought Jackie should marry Onassis, one of her biographers wrote. But now that Bobby was gone, there was no one that she could look up to or anyone that can stop her. The press speculated that Jackie was interested in Onassis only for his money. But those who witnessed the relationship up close would see why the then 39-year-old Jackie was longing for a partner. Her personal assistant at the time, Kathy McCann, remembers Jackie frequently asking for her help with odd jobs in the evening hours. She was, quote, she was always used to having company at the house and all of a sudden it got very quiet. McCann said in an interview. She was by herself at night and I think she was very lonely. She needed somebody to talk to. And she was thinking of her children as well. A lot of people said, oh my God, what did she marry this guy, with this guy for? But he was a good father to John and Carolyn. He would sit with them at the dining room table and ask, typical Greek father, <laughs> he would sit with them um, at the dining room table and ask how was school. He might have been older, but he paid them a lot of attention and they loved him, according to the assistant now, Ms. McCann. So, McCann found herself on an aeroplane to Greece and to the private island of Scorpios where Jackie and Ari, that was the nickname of Aristotle, would become husband and wife in front of only their closest family and friends. She wore a lace-trimmed uh, beige chiffon dress which she had worn earlier that year to a friend's wedding. And uh, reportedly, she was uh, wearing flat-heeled uh, shoes to equalize uh, her husband's shorter stature. There were no flowers at the ceremony, and the small chapel where they wed was lit only by candlelight. From there, the guests boarded Onassis's yacht, Christina, for a floating reception. Pink champagne flowed as reporters 
or nearby fishing boats try to get a glimpse of the festivities. Back home in the United States, a newspaper speculated on whether Jackie would be excommunicated from the Catholic Church for marrying in a Greek Orthodox ceremony to a divorced man whose first wife was still living. Despite the public outcry, another headline said, Jackie, how could you? The former first lady would later say that Aristotle Onassis, quote, rescued me at the moment when my life was engulfed in shadows, end of, end of quote. Accounts differ on whether their marriage was a happy one. Uh, they seem to maintain an independent uh, life, separate lives. He jetted off to business ventures while she kept up her social engagements in New York and Cape Cod and shopping. <laughs> But when Onassis was home, Jackie's assistant said that sit together in the evening sipping cocktails and snacking on Jiffy Pop. So those were the years. Whatever happened those times, and there were some dark times there as well, whatever happened during those years, she went out with her usual courage and style. So that was the story about uh, her relationship with Aristotle Onassis. I'll be back. I'm going to tell you some of the glamorous moments of those uh, Jackie O years. It's the following morning, my darlings. I'm having my espresso and uh, I'm getting ready to discuss with you the style, the fashion, the glamour of uh, Jackie O. What made her another style icon on top of being a major style icon of the 60s. Now, this was the 70s time. This is one of my favorite uh, Greek singers, uh, Jenny Vanu. I know it's early, but I'm in a good mood. In any case, let's go back to fashion. So, after the Camelot years, the 1960s, Jackie O packed all her Ole Cassinis and the Chanel Capis and the original Chanel's and the Valentinos and the Givenchy's of the Camelot years. She was no longer a first lady of the United States and um, that image, um, she packed it away. 
eventually it would be displayed as part of the Camelot years, uh, the glamour of the time, as the presidential years of the United States. And um, she moved on. Her style changed. Um, she donned uh, a longer, beautiful, full set of hair. The glasses that became they became uh, bigger and more glamorous, and they defined her style for that period and uh, for eternity. The Jackie O glasses. She wore a lot of she wore a lot of scarves. That was another signature look of the times. Uh, um, that was a major look. Uh, she preferred uh, the Pucci prints in scarves and also in clothing. Uh, Pucci is uh, an Italian designer with a vibrant, a geometric, a clean um, patterns uh, in the prints and uh, beautiful uh, fuchsias and greens and yellows. And uh, they were perfect for the Greek um, uh, weather for the for the glamorous summer days in the Aegean and elsewhere she was going with her uh, glamorous yacht the Athena so a lot of times she would be uh, photographed uh, wearing uh, nothing as far as uh, footwear uh, or very flat sandals for the beaches in in the Aegean and um, she would wear um, very simple uh, white uh, trousers and uh, or uh, short dresses in prints, Floyd dresses. And um, of course, she would wear her Valentinos, her structured, uh, beautiful coats, the couture, the well-made, beautiful, um, beautiful uh, fitted uh, clothes that... Uh, very couture, another silhouette. Wow, I love this music. Um, another signature look uh, was her Gucci bags, the classic Gucci bags that it became her signature and um, uh, it was a shoulder bag. She had it in different versions, um, like a hobo bag, but more flat, a very signature Gucci, and it became a classic ever since. It was just a different look, a very effortless. Uh, she did wear a lot of pants. Uh, she wore jewelry, like long layers. She wore uh, the famous belted look, uh, low, low belt um, over trousers or over skirts. Um, so that was her look. Uh, I loved that. Uh, uh, she, wore, uh, she wore um, the bell, uh, very skinny bell uh, bottom pants, and some of them were shorter. Um, very elegant. Uh, sometimes they would match the coat. It would have that couture look. Um, it was definitely a style. Beautiful style. Unforgettable. Oh, another look. Another look that she made famous and I adapted it. 
with the black turtleneck or the turtleneck. This is my style. This, this is what I, I copied from Jackie O. And the glasses, the glasses. And now I'm beginning to like scarves. I may start wearing scarves this summer. In Greece, in the IGN that I'm planning to go. God willing. Bye bye my darlings, bye bye, that was it, that was it with uh, the Jackie style, I hope you liked it. If I forgot anything, I will add it at the bottom, at the end of this podcast, but I think I covered the most important essentials um, style uh, details, styling details uh, for Jackie. Jackie's contribution, the 1970s style, but definitely it was the glam, the full hair, the sunglasses, and the mystery. <laughs> she was a bit mysterious, that uh, added to her allure. She was stunning. That's it. And I have made a mistake which needs correction and further detailing. The yacht that I have mentioned earlier, it is not Athena. The name is not Athena, it is Christina. It is a very famous yacht and um, this is where all the fun was happening during the major Onassis days, the height, the height of the times, the 1970s. So the yacht was originally purchased at the value of $34,000. Onassis then spent an additional $4 million at the time to convert the vessel into a luxurious super yacht named after his daughter Christina. Upon Onassis's death, Christina was donated to the Greek government as a presidential yacht and it was renamed Argo. Allowed to decay, the vessel was purchased in 1998 by fellow Greek shipping magnet Jean-Paul Papa Nicolaou, an Onassis family friend who secured the government-sponsored auction. He spent $50 million to retrofit the ship and restore the name of the vessel in memory of his departed friend Christina, the daughter of Aristotle Onassis. Today, Christina features the coupling of unique style uh, with modern comfort after a complete refit in uh, 2015 and various improvements in uh, 2017. 
So some of the famous people that uh, stayed uh, on this yacht during its heydays back in the day was Onassis's mistress, Maria Callas, and celebrities such as Winston Churchill, Richard Barton, Elizabeth Taylor, Grace Kelly, Rudolf Nureyev, Greta Garbo, Frank Sinatra, and JFK. Okay, as I promised to you earlier, I'm going to speak to you in Greek. I'm going to read a Greek uh, article here named uh, Aristoteles Onassis, O Mythos Case, Clearly Pragmaticotita, The Myth and the Hard uh, Reality, the Harsh Reality of Aristotle Onassis's life. Uh, o Aristoteles Onassis υπήρξε αναμφισβήτητα μία από τις μεγαλύτερες επιχειρηματικές ιδιοφίες του 20ου αιώνα. He was the biggest uh, personality in the 20th century. Έστησε από μηδέν ένα στόλο από πετρεολοφόρα και φορτηγά μεγαλύτερο από τους εθνικούς στόλους πολλών κρατών. His, um, his wealth that he amassed became even bigger some, uh, than some of the um, wealth of uh, smaller uh, countries. He was bigger than that. Έζησε μία παραμυθένια ζωή, ερωτεύτηκε κάποτε ξεχωριστές γυναίκες. Το ιδιόκτητο νησί του, ο περίφημος Σκορπιός και η εντυπωσιακή θαλαμιγός του, Χριστίνα, συμπληρώνουν το μύθο του Έλληνα Κρίσου. So he was very, very wealthy. He lived a fairy tale life. He fell in love with the most beautiful women in the world. His private uh, island, uh, Scorpios, uh, Scorpios, and the impressive yacht, Christina, they added to the allure and to his wealth, the image that he had. Afise os parakatathiki yadis melodikes yenes to kinofeles idrima Alexandros Onassis. Έναν οργανισμό με πολλαπλή κοινωνική και πολιτιστική δράση εθνικής και διεθνούς εμβέλειας. He left behind for many, for the following uh, generation, uh, um, the Aristotle Onassis Foundation um, to help the following uh, the people and to give back. Είχε δύναμη, τόλμη, διανυσδέσεις και λεφτά. He had it all. Power, guts, money. Δωροδοκούσε τους υπαλλήλους των σχολείων. Αγόραζε τσιγάρα που τα κάπνιζε μαζί με τους φίλους του. Φίλους του. Καυγάδιζε συχνά και έλεγε ψέματα για πλάκα. He was very generous with his people. 
kept on buying cigarettes uh, and uh, he was smoking uh, them with his friends and he used to have a lot of fights, uh, friendly fights with his friends um, and he used to lie just to have fun. Some of the, some of the uh, characteristics about uh, Onassis. Uh, anyway, he, he deserves uh, trilogies <laughs> and more um, as far as uh, the content that has been written about him. Uh, he's another legend. Maybe one day, um, I think uh, going back to my father, remember when I was telling you in yesterday's episode, I don't know who he was being inspired. I think he always looked up to Aristotle Onassis. Of course, every Greek man would. But um, he was he was legend, legendary. So he was up there and of course, uh, one of the most beautiful women that uh, he married uh, was Jacqueline Kennedy. Jackie O. So there are stories about her extreme spending habits and uh, all the couture stuff and uh, the glamorous fashion stuff. Anyway, I'm going to tell you more about that coming up. So how did you like my Greek? Of course, the most important accessory for uh, Jackie O during the 70s was uh, her husband as well. Aristotle Onassis, can you imagine uh, the power of this man, uh, the importance of this man when uh, she was walking around with him? It was a very powerful image. Uh, he was not one of the most gorgeous men, but there was something about him that was very sexy, very attractive, very alluring, very magnetic, uh, and of course, uh, very powerful. And um, those images, uh, they are unforgettable and very striking. It definitely added to the allure of Jackie O. So another story that I have to share with you is um, one of the ladies that was working with me uh, recently um, in my jewelry business. Uh, she's Greek and she was telling me a story that uh, her mother-in-law back in the day, in the 70s, was uh, the personal uh, fitter for uh, Jackie O. She was doing all the alterations and all the fittings for uh, her clothing all the couture things because uh, she wanted perfect fit and um, she was the woman that uh, was always there for her and uh, uh, Jackie O would uh, give her clothes that uh, she no longer needed and she no longer wore and there were tons of these clothes and this lady, she would send them to Greece to her relatives. <laughs> uh, the the people who were receiving these clothes had no idea that the, they were from Jackie O, or maybe they did. I don't know, but uh, my friend was extremely upset <laughs> because she didn't hold on to these clothes, and uh, because she had uh, she has two daughters, uh, very fashionable girls in New York City, and uh, they would have loved to wear. Jackie O's clothes from the 1970s. Uh, my friend was <laughs> extremely upset 
I thought that was an interesting, interesting story and I wanted to share with you. Can you imagine? 